Hello from the newsroom of the Financial Times in New York. I'm Eric Krupke. Today we're taking a look at a side of the UK real estate sector that most people never see. The ultra-rich have found ways to buy and sell their multi-million pound properties without the public knowing anything about the transactions. I spoke to the FT's Judith Evans about their methods and what the British government is doing to crack down on some of these practices. Judith started by telling me about a real estate agent she spoke to for the story. Tim McPherson, who is an estate agent with uh, Carter Jonas in Mayfair, which is definitely London's most expensive area, told me that he was approached fairly recently by a young Middle Eastern woman looking for a very nice property in his area. And she didn't want it ever to have been listed online or kind of exposed to the public eye in that way. And being a well-connected guy, he had also heard from a seller who wanted to quietly market their property, likewise, without uh, exposing it on the web and so on. So he was able to find her a home, a historic home for the bargain price of £50 million. And secrecy, he said, was really paramount throughout the process because she's from a high profile family. He said, you know, she's not a corrupt politician or anything like that. She's just someone with relatives who expose her to a lot of attention. And so she didn't visit the property until quite a few of her entourage had been. And she also went through an expensive legal process to make it difficult to figure out that she was the owner of the property. And he said that that's actually a a fairly typical course of events for him in the market where he operates. And why would someone want to keep the fact that they're selling or buying a house this expensive a secret? Well, there's quite a few different reasons, I think. One of them being that in this current climate, £50 million or sums of money like that can be viewed as too much money. Um, We all know that there's a rise of populism, a resentment of the rich, and some people just don't want to expose the fact that they have that kind of money to spend on the house or that they had it a while back and now they're selling. Another reason on the buyer's front or perhaps on the seller's front is security. You could be exposed to perhaps political attacks. Those have occurred in the UK or simply to burglary. If you're the kind of person with a £50 million house, you probably own other nice things as well. Or to attention from kind of gawkers, celebrity hunters or worst of all, from stalkers. There was a well-known case in which Emma Watson, the Hollywood actress, was exposed by the Panama Papers leak to a home in London through an anonymous company and her spokesperson explained that it was because she'd had problems with stalkers in the past and clearly she's not the only celebrity to have had that. And there are also financial reasons, particularly when it comes to buyers. There's this kind of idea that this is a secret deal, you know, that you're getting a better deal that other people don't have access to on the open market. And as some of the agents I spoke to said, that can be a bit of a myth because obviously the the open market does kind of expose prices in a way that these quiet deals may not. But I think that can still be a factor, certainly for buyers, if not for sellers. And how exactly do people keep these transactions so secretive? What are some of the methods that they use? Well, I think it happens on many levels. It obviously starts with asking your agent to run this as what they call in the US a whisper listing, just quietly spreading the word instead of putting anything online, don't produce a glossy brochure, all of that. But then it carries on through the process. So you can, in many countries, use an anonymous company structure like an LLP structure to obscure who the owner of a home is, so that you can't look it up on in the UK, it would be the land registry or the local equivalent. That can be, as in the case, an expensive legal process, but in many countries it is doable. 
And then it comes to the physical home. Obviously, there will be, um, Mr. McPherson told me, very sophisticated alarm systems and also households that are kept up and running all the time so that even if you were to know who lived there, you wouldn't actually know when they were going to be in, even if you worked for them. You can also take more digital steps. Um, You can request that your home be removed from Google Street View. In fact, you and I can do that, but also very well-known people can do that. And it has been documented that Mark Zuckerberg, for example, has done that in the past. So we can't see on Google Street View what his home looks like, although I'm sure it's lovely. (laughs) So you mentioned the actress Emma Watson is one person who we do know has hidden her identity as a UK property owner. How did she go about doing that? So this is an interesting one. I mean, it's, it's, it sort of was quite simple um, in that period. So you simply set up a company and the company owns the home instead of the individual. So if you look up her home on the land registry, it'll, it'll have a company name. I don't know what the company name was, but um, it wouldn't give away any clues to who the person was. That actually is changing and becoming a bit more difficult. So there is now a rule here in the UK that you have to list what they call the beneficial owner of a company. And that effectively means the person who really benefits from what that company owns, not just kind of, you know, some flunky that they've asked to sign the piece of paper. However, there are still exemptions to that. You can request that the land registry not show those full details if you have a legitimate reason, like a security reason. And also, dare I say it, there probably are some people who still cheat the system and don't list the real beneficial owner of the home. And so the UK government has recently just taken measures to make these transactions harder. What did they do? So the list of beneficial owners was one of the key measures because anonymity, the anonymity of these structures has been very much criticised when it comes to property, but also to other forms of ownership. There are suspicions also around um, tax evasion. And in a related move, they brought in about five years ago, a new tax for homes that are owned by companies so that you can't avoid specific taxes by owning a home that way. When it comes to corrupt money, they have also cracked down on estate agents, even though brokers don't actually handle the money themselves. They now have to ask buyers a series of questions. And um, I hear from them that the government are being much more, you know, they're inspecting, they're checking, they're making sure that these boxes are ticked and that you have ask the buyers, I think sometimes potentially quite embarrassing questions about not only where their money comes from, but but can they prove it? As to how effective that'll be, I, I believe that's an open question because obviously um, a sophisticated buyer can still find a way around quite a few of these measures. And why is the government taking these measures? What are they worried about? Well, I think it's been the subject of increasing publicity that some people have bought corrupt, illicitly gained um, wealth here to the UK. It's not the only country like that, but it has harmed London's reputation in recent years. And indeed, the head of our National Crime Agency is on record as saying he thinks there's so much of that corrupt wealth in homes that it has actually helped to push up prices in London, although obviously it's not the only factor doing that. And they have shown recently some real determination to show people with corrupt money that they can no longer be confident of getting away with it. So they now have this measure, these unexplained wealth orders, where they can demand that people explain where their assets came from if it doesn't seem to tally with their account of how they made their money and generally who they are. And those assets can be seized if the owners don't satisfy the government when it asks those questions. So there's a, there's an ongoing case of a woman from Azerbaijan, which is really the first time that that has been tested. And I hear from some estate agents that that has actually put some buyers off, probably exactly the kind of buyers that, that the government was hoping to put off with these measures. 
That was the FT's Judith Evans. You can read more on the real estate market at FT.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with another news feature. In the meantime, if you're not already an FT subscriber and you'd like to discover more FT content, visit FT.com offer.